Father, God our Father, and our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me slow down here. I'm excited to about what I'm about to share with you on today, and I just thank you and praise you for being here today. Amen. I see some visitors in the house. I'd like to acknowledge them, uh, visitors. If this is your first time here, would you just stand? Let us all see who you are. Nobody first time? There was, there's one. Amen. Amen. We love you. Thank you for coming. Amen. And our sister in the back here, she's not new. She's been here about three or four services with your family now. So uh, just stand and wave at us. Come on. Yeah, you. Amen. Amen. When we have visitors, we always like to love on our visitors. Amen. Because God is good. Hey, here's a visitor. I'm sorry. Stand, ma'am. Amen. Look, come on, y'all. Give us. Show us some love. Hallelujah. Would you like to say something or you just. It's, OK, I, I love your family. What are you guys named? Uh, these two gentlemen been coming out for a while. Mm -hmm. All right. Amen. Let's give them a hand clap. Amen. We love you. Thank you for coming today. Amen. Amen. I got some other visitors in the house all the way from the house of Judah. Tony and Denitra, stand up and let everybody see who you are. Y'all remember them. They just like second family. Amen. Amen. It's a pleasure to have you here today. And also uh, my son, who's not a visitor, but he lives in California and here in Michigan. Uh, my son Nicholas is here with the rest of the family. Just wave at us, Nick. Amen. I don't know why people get embarrassed when you acknowledge them, but <laughs> and not don't let me fail to mention it's good to have mother back in our midst. Amen. And Yvonne, amen. Quavers, Yvonne. Hallelujah. Y'all forgive me, I'm a little rowdy today. Amen. But I love people, amen. Amen. That's good. And I love family. When I was um when I was uh, growing up, I came from a family of seven. Let me get this bottle open. Somebody uh, help me out here. I can get it without spilling water. Thank you. When I was growing up, uh, I come from a family of seven. Amen. And I was the uh, second youngest in my family. And I just want to tell you that it's such a blessing to be able to learn from other people's mistakes. I had seven, <laughs> amen, amen, that's, that's true, isn't it? I had uh, three older brothers and um, two, two older sisters and a sister under me, amen. They got all the whoopings, I didn't get the whoopings <laughs> because I learned from their mistakes, amen. I had my um, three older brothers, they uh, all got in trouble with the law I didn't get in trouble with the law, not very much anyway, <laughs> but not as much as them, but amen. But my point is that it's good and it's a blessing to be able to learn from other people's mistake. Unfortunately, it's theirs. But what I realize is that we're not really learning from their mistakes, but we're learning from the consequences of their mistakes. Everybody say amen. amen. It's the consequences of mistakes that teaches you, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. Amen. 
because I'm, I'm, I, I fear the consequences. Amen. 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 I'm going to have uh, my, my lo- lovely wife is going to read for me today. Okay, is your microphone on? And I usually don't use a, a, a reader, but I'm not ashamed to admit that she reads a whole lot better and faster than me. Amen. And plus, I like hearing her voice when she's not nagging. Ooh, how many know it's going to be a lonely ride home today for that one? Amen. What I want to do is uh, I, I want us all today, we're going to learn from, um, from a story in the Bible, amen, of David and Bathsheba. We're going to learn from their mistake, amen? And it's going to help us to kind of curve away from temptation is what it was. So today I want to speak to you for just a few minutes about con- uh, um, I'm sorry, consequences, amen? Okay, Sister Val, let's start at, uh, can I call you Auntie today? No. Don't call you Auntie, all right. We're going to hear, uh, start with uh, verse uh, second Chambi- second Samuel, chapter 11. Amen, if you want to follow along with us. And, oh, there we are, up there on the board. Okay, take your time, honey. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. Mm-hmm. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. I didn't think it was on. Okay. On the evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Okay, stop right there for a minute. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, we all know that David, before we judge David, amen, David, just like anyone else, any one of us here, amen, he just walked into temptation. Now, it's not unusual for a man to see a woman bathing and get excited amen i'm sure his ears went up like a german shepherd hair on the back his neck stood up and that's all i'm going to describe right there but he got excited so it wasn't he wasn't you know he wasn't wrong just then but let me give you a little background on david david is the same young man that fought the philistine giant Slayed the Philistine giant. He became very popular. Uh, He became a big warrior. And uh, he became very dear to King Saul at the time. Amen. An evil spirit came over King Saul. King Saul tried to kill David. Amen. And then David fled. His son, King Saul's son, Jonathan, amen, hid David out until King Saul died. But David later on became a king. So David was a king. He was a man of great stature at the time. He was a man with a reputation, amen? Mm -hmm. So let's read the next verse, Valerie. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Okay, stop right there. Now, to David's and Bathsheba's defense, 
We all know that adultery is wrong. But to their defense, amen, just like us, they walked into temptation. One thing about temptation, you don't have to look for it. You don't have to invite it. You just, it's just out there, amen? He walked into temptation. And you might have heard the old version years ago, the exaggerated version. You might have heard some preacher on the radio going, And Bathsheba, and she took David and... Uh, she stripped off her clothes and tempted David and all of that. But no, it did not happen like that. We're going to hear the true story. You might have heard the version of David. David invited Bathsheba. And he took her and he raped her. I said he raped her. <laughs> None of that really happened. As I said, they just innocently was overtaken by temptation. Amen. But one thing about temptation and yielding to temptation, it has its consequences. Amen. Now, my whole point, we're going to follow the story a little further. But my whole point today is that sin can be forgiven, but sometimes you have to still suffer the consequences. Amen. Mm-hmm. And mistakes can be forgiven, but you still may have to suffer the consequences. Amen. There's plenty of men and women in prison right now today who are forgiven, who has prayed and accepted the Lord, but they still got to do that time. Amen. Mm-hmm. Even if you rob a convenience store and you and you go to court, even if the owner of the store says, um, I, I don't want to press charges. He didn't really harm anything. Even if that happens, the court's still going to say, well, he had a gun, so he's going had to spend this time in prison amen that's my point I want to drive today is that consequences may linger so for the um, the person who says well I can sin God's gonna forgive me Jesus is gonna forgive me yeah he may forgive you but it's the consequences that's going to punish you amen, amen. so David yielded to temptation and you know how it is a yield sign you come across the yield sign, you're supposed to slow down and check out the intersection and then proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. David proceeded with caution when he should have used it as a stop sign. But David just kept going, okay? Uh, read further. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. Uh-oh, wait. She is what? She said, I am pregnant. I am pregnant. That's the least thing a person want to hear after a one-night affair. Amen. After a one-night affair, he no doubt David thought this was just going to be a fling. Well, this was going to happen, and this would be over with. But as I said earlier, David was a man of great stature. He had a reputation to uphold. Stuff like this cannot get out because he was a king. And to, um, to her defense, amen, she, whenever a king summons you to the palace, you better be about the business of getting there to find out what that king wants with you. Amen. amen. So she was just humbly submitting to his authority. So she went to the palace. And had Uriah been there, her husband, who was off at the battle at the time, had he been there, it would have been a whole lot different. I'm sure he would have went to the palace with her, but he didn't. He was in war. 
So she went to see what the king uh, wanted, and when he got, she got there, opportunity, temptation and opportunity presented itself. And it's for us to al always be cautious and mindful that opportunity will always present itself to sin or to go against the word of God. Amen. So David had to come up with a plan to cover himself. Read on. So David sent this word to Joab. Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the soldiers were, and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace, and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance of the palace with all his master's servants and did not go down to his house. Okay, hold it right there. Now David was very clever. He had a cover-up uh, plan. Amen. He wanted to cover this situation up. So he was going to have Uriah go down to his house, sleep with his wife, so they, the baby would seem to be his. Amen. How clever he was. But it did not work. And Uriah was very faithful. He was very committed to David. And he was one of his mighty warriors, one of his head men in his army. Amen. Read further. David was told Uriah did not go home. So he asked Uriah, haven't you just come from a military campaign? Why didn't you go home? Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are, are, are staying in tents. And my commander Joab and my Lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house and eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. Then David said to him, stay here one more day, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. At David's invitation, he ate and drank with him, and David made him drunk. Okay, hold up right there. So it didn't work, so he said, I'll decide, I'll get this guy drunk. And when you're drunk, you want to go home or whatever. He figured if I get him drunk, I can send him home to the wife. You know how some guys get a couple of beers in you and then, oh, you get frisky. So he was hoping this individual, Uriah, was going to go home and get frisky with his wife. But still, let me show you the, the faithfulness and the commitment that uh, uh, he had. Read further. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on his mat among his master's servants. He did not go home. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. Hold it. I know how dirty is that to give you a letter, take it to the persecutor, the executor, and say, kill me, is what he did. He gave him a letter, amen, asking him to put him on the battlefront that he may be killed. David, and my point I want to make on this David, one trying to cover up just one sin can call a chain reaction of things. So he had to just keep on covering up, covering up, trying to cover up. And let's see what happened. <clears throat> Read further. In it he wrote, put Uriah out in the front where the fighting is the fierce. Then withdraw from him so he will be struck down and die. My Lord. So while Joab and the city under siege... He put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest defenders were. When the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of the men in David's army fell. 
Moreover, Uriah the Hittite died. Okay, all right there. <clears throat> Just covering up one little incident, amen, caused the death of a man who was dedicated, amen, dead, strongly dedicated to this king, amen. It just pays not to cover up any mistakes, Man. brothers and sisters. It just pays not to try to wing, blow past something that we did. The best thing to do is to deal with the situation before it gets worse because it's going to have a snowball effect and just keep growing and keep growing. And then in this case, he ended up killing someone or having someone killed, which is an awful, awful thing. Amen. Man. So if you find yourself guilty of sin or guilty of a mistake, all sin is not premeditated. Amen. We all fall into it. We all are sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and come into the uh, shame, the glory of God. We're all sin. And the Bible also says that uh, sin is all righteousness all unrighteousness is sin. That's a thin line. And if there's anybody here who never did anything unrighteous or had never did anything unrighteous, please see me after service. I want to know your secret. Amen. We all do unrighteous things. Amen. We all do unrighteous things. But further on in the story, D David gets uh, confronted with his sin by her. Uh, Nathan, now I'll read verse t uh, chapter 12, verse 1, Bell, 12 starting 1. verse 1. Well, read it down to, and I'll tell you when it stops. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it, and it grew up with him and his children. He, it shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. Hmm. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he, because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, you are that man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. My Lord. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. Okay, hold it right there. Amen. And in verse uh, 13, it says, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also have put away thy sin. At this point, David repented of his sin. Um, God forgave him. Even God was merciful for, to him where he didn't take his life. He could have took his life. Back in the Old Testament, God dealt strongly with sin. 
And I mean, people that went against him, oh man, he just dealt with it strongly. But now today, just thank God for Jesus. Amen. Because it's Jesus, amen, who, who bought us with the price, amen. It's Jesus that paid the price for our sins, amen. And God now deals with his people differently. Amen. God deals with his people differently. When we sin and make mistakes, we're forgiven through Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. We're forgiven through Jesus Christ, so therefore our sins can be forgiven. But again, our consequences may still punish us. So it's better to not sin, if we can, than to sin. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. And what, there's a solution to this problem, and that is to always seek God for wisdom. Always seek God for wisdom. Amen? Yeah. Uh, in that story, later on, David's, David's uh, and Bathsheba's son died due to this incident. And you may think it's cruel. Why would God kill a baby you know, but he couldn't let him just get away clean. He spared his life. That baby, if you will, is going to be in God's bosom. But he had to punish David. He had to let David know, I was not pleased with this situation. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want to share a couple of scriptures with you before I sit down. Um, uh, let's say, always acknowledge God in your decisions, making and seeking him for wisdom. Let's go to Jeremiah 33 and 3 real quick. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Amen. When you seek God, he tells you things. He gives you instructions. He tells you do's and he tells you don'ts. Amen. If you're seeking him. We always hear the term that uh, seek God, seek God, seek God for what? We got salvation. What, what are we seeking him for? You're seeking him for wisdom. Amen. You're seeking him for his presence on a day-to-day -day basis. Amen. Amen. We always need God. Amen. If you're out here doing it on your own, you're just like the world. You're just going constantly bumping to wall after wall, trying to figure this thing called life out. But God has already figured it out, and he's made it plain to us through his word. Amen? Amen. Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. Amen. So that's saying to us, the things that we do, it always affects other people around us. Amen. Our children, our spouses, our loved ones. Amen. We, whenever we go against God, it's not just our responsibility. We not suffering the consequences, just us. But the people around you are suffering consequences. And even your kid, who, who doesn't want the best for their kid? Amen. Amen. That's a reason to live right, right there, just because you want your kids to be blessed in the next generation. Amen. Amen. Let's read James 1, 2, and 5, and I'm about to close. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. 
Amen. God wants us to be wise. Amen. He wants us to seek him for wisdom. He wants his people to bring him glory. Amen. Now, how do we bring him glory? By living a good and clean and perfect life. Well, not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And you probably won't be. But at least be striving for it. At least be working hard at it. Amen. Amen. God wants us to have wisdom. And he's, he'll freely give it to you if you ask him. That reminds me of how um, my brothers, amen, uh, my dad was a, a very wise man, and he was very successful, Pastor Kenny can tell you. He had a lot of knowledge, and he had a lot of wisdom. But my brothers, along with myself, we failed to go to him and ask him things. We wanted to try things on our own. And we all do that, amen. We all grew up just wanting, we couldn't wait to be independent. We couldn't wait to do things on our own to prove to ourselves, I got this, I can do this, I can do life. Amen? Amen. But we can save ourselves a whole lot of trouble if we just ask God for wisdom. Amen? Amen. Uh, Solomon, who was uh, later on one of their children, he became king. God asked him, what do you want? I'll give you anything, all the riches you want, everything. You know what Solomon said? Solomon said, Lord, I just want wisdom. Yes, wisdom to rule this country and to be king in a wise matter and because he just asked God for wisdom God gave him all the riches he can think of all the gold all the silver or everything he wanted because all he wanted was wisdom amen? amen so what's the scripture that Jesus always says seek ye first the kingdom of God and all this other stuff would be added amen Solomon was a good example of that happening all we have to do is seek him for wisdom. So in my closing, if you find yourself overtaken in a fault, I'm going to share the prayer with you that David prayed to get back in God's grace. David wrote Psalms 51 during that time of, of him failing God, during that time of him repenting. So would you read um, Psalms 51, 1 through 10, please? Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict, and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God, yes. and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Amen. Let us say amen. Amen. So what have we learned from Bathsheba and David's incident? To always be mindful that just minding your own business, you can fall into temptation. Amen. Just be mindful of that. And if you find yourself guilty of sin, to repent. Amen. Don't try to cover it up because God will forgive any sin. He, was, he will forgive any sin if you just ask him and then you can live on. 
And if you repent from God, he's willing to sometimes change that consequences that you're suffering around. He'll have mercy and grace. That's what's all we're dwelling on is mercy and grace. Amen. We're just getting through this life on God's grace once you're in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So that brings me to a close. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, dear God, we thank you for the word on today. We thank you, dear God, for the examples that you've put in the Bible, dear God, to help us and understand this thing called life. To help us understand temptation and sin and the things that you like and the things that you don't like. And we just ask, Father, that you continue to open our eyes, dear God, to see what you are calling us to be. Help us to sit quietly, dear God, and hear from you. Hear from you the wisdom that, that you so graciously have for us, Lord. And we just ask that you continue to bless us, dear God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.